Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 109. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. This is a Q&A session that was first sent on to Facebook. And we, today, what we're talking about is we're answering questions about people who have been overwhelmed, people who feel selfish and feel guilty when they are deciding that they want to step back and do something uh, too different than the work because they've got so much work to do, and also to discuss about different sleep strategies to help them improve their sleep. So I hope you enjoy. Um, if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can either leave a comment on the comment section below, or you can jump over to our Facebook group, just search for Success IQ Alliance. So our first question is from David from Belfast is, I know I need to make time for myself, but it's hard when I'm so busy. And when I do feel when I do, I feel guilty for doing so. Now, David, this is such a common problem for business owners, entrepreneurs, whatever you want to call yourself, because quite often what we feel is, is we have to for force ourselves in some way to look after everything else around us. And it's often to the detriment of us. One of the lessons that I, it's one of the primary lessons that I have within the Success IQ is it's about being positively selfish. Now, I remember learning this. I was sitting, I'd just been brought onto a plane from on a wheelchair because I was unable to walk and the, I was in the middle of my illness. And I kind of like sat there and I was, I was watching how the, um, aircond the, um, stewards in the aeroplane, they, talk about specifically the um, oxygen that falls out of the out of the roof and the rule is is that when the oxygen falls out in the extreme unlikeliness of decompression of the cabin you have to put your mask on first in order to help normally to loved ones next to you or at least some people behind you who can't do uh, next to you who can't do that now quite often that is it is against what we would normally do you know we would normally go no we've got to look after them first it's an admirable thing to have in our nature it's an important thing to have in our nature but when we do that it is at the detriment to our own survival so by helping someone else the chances are in the airplane scenario you will pass out and you know something else may happen but you know you will pass out ultimately it could be a loss of life what they're telling you to do is, is you have to look after yourself first, get the oxygen in, so you are able to take action, you're able to make the decisions in order to help the people next to you. Now, the second part of the being positively selfish is about protecting the asset. Now, if you are a business owner, or you know, even if you're a parent or a, a partner, or it doesn't matter what it is, if you think about it, when you are in your best place, that means, you know, from body, mind and spirit, that means, you know, more productive, you know, more um, high levels of performance, a good, strong mindset, all of those cool things. When you are in that space, the people around you benefit more from when you are not. Now, I'm telling you from someone who literally lost six years of his life because I did not protect the asset. Some of it I was very unlucky with, and the other things was because of my nature and because of the things that I was doing, I was not benefiting me 
because I wasn't looking after myself effectively. So what you've got to think about, and this is also, you know, quite often business owners constantly have their foot on the accelerator because that's what they feel they have to do. But actually, performances increase when we can pull ourselves off the accelerator, start putting ourselves, sometimes our feet on the brake and just slowing down a bit. Because the truth of the matter is, is you are not being effective. You're actually in some ways possibly being you're in being ineffective and sometimes destructive because you could be affecting more things around you on an environmental scale and you're actually not being as productive within your business as you would like to be. So the first thing is, is what you need to understand is, is that rather than thinking, if I'm going to do something, you know, maybe you decide to go off for the day. And um, in, interestingly enough, uh, I spoke to a, a good friend of mine, one of my members of my mastermind, and we were speaking about, um, you know, what did he do today? And he actually just had what he calls, I think he calls it an artist day or it's a creative day, where basically he just gets himself out into the, you know, exploring a new town or going for a walk or just doing something that he really enjoys, playing his guitar or whatever, um, and in a way to recharge those batteries and to reconnect. There's a but there's a battle with your mind. So there's a thing of going, okay, I need to do this in order to feel better. And then there's the other bit of your brain that will go, don't be so silly, you've got loads of work. <coughs> the work will always be there. There is always going to be, if you own your own business, there is always going to be a 100,000 different things to do. So what you've got to look at it and go is, is, okay, what actually, how important is it that I am at my optimum level of health, mental fitness, and performance? Now, that will determine on how much you want to look at your day. You know, if you feel guilty, think of it in another way. This great thing I got taught when I was ill and was about rather than saying I, I feel or I have a feeling like guilt or um, anxiety or something like that. It was, they used, they replaced it with the word do. Just, I'm doing. I'm doing guilt or I'm doing anxiety. And it sounds really stupid, but one of the things I loved about that is it empowered me. Because by saying I'm doing guilt or I'm doing anxiety is what it's allowing me. And actually, in a lot of them, um, in America, where I've visited a few times, they actually say I'm doing a headache today. Now, I love that because actually what it does is it gives you the ability to say, okay, well, I'm going to stop doing that. See, when you feel it or you are it, it becomes your identity. And that's a harder thing to shift. But when you can say, well, I'm, I'm doing guilty today, what it allows you to do is, is it gives you an option because there's an element where you can go, okay, I'm going to stop. And the truth of the matter is, is you have to decide to stop doing guilty and actually look at it and going, okay, what am I going to do instead? Because ultimately, in the long run, it is massively going to benefit you when you can go, okay, on a Wednesday afternoon for a couple of hours, I am going to take some time off to chill out, relax um, in some way. It doesn't matter whether it's going to a coffee shop and just reading a book or sitting down and listening to some music or do what my good friend, funny enough, he's called Dave as well, you know, play a guitar you know, he does all that, just allow himself to relax because it's a, it's a skill that you need to learn to protect the asset. So it's, you know, 
don't do guilt. Take one step at a time, pull yourself back and go ask yourself, do these things really need to get done? Okay, look after yourself and start moving on. I hope that helps. Let me know what you feel. And, you know, if you guys are feeling this as well, how do you deal with that? What sort of strategies do you use? Have you got one specific thing or is it a constant battle that you guys have that you constantly feel that you need to be doing something? The candle only has a certain length. And if you're burning it at both ends, it's going to run out. And, you know, by doing that sort of thing, you're definitely burning. You shouldn't be doing guilt about having some time off to look after yourself because ultimately that will boost your performance and productivity and health because you've allowed yourself to get back to a better equilibrium and and move forward. So hopefully that helps, David. Okay, so our next question is from Jace from Luton. Um, I seem to be constantly overwhelmed with all the tasks I need to do for my business. It is affecting my sleep, my mood, can you suggest some tips to help? Okay, so it's a little bit like Dave, David's. Um, so what you're doing is, is you've got loads of tasks that you need to do. And again, this is, again, so busy. But if we look at it from the point of view of going, okay, I'm overwhelmed because I've got so many tasks. One of the things you need to check is, is how many tasks have you actually got to do? And are they things to do thing that would be nice to do? or actually just you've ended up getting stuck in the busyness of doing things. Quite often what we can do is we can end up taking ourselves from what we really want to achieve within our business or our personal lives. This is why one of the reasons I look at sort of like three core outcomes and looking at, it's one of the reasons why I work with my acronym HIT, you know, Health Income Tribe. I know that all of my goals ultimately need to move me towards that. So the first thing is, is Jace, you need to look at it and prioritize your things. You can't do it all at one go. So what you need to do is you need to have a look at a list and go, okay, what is that I need to do? The other thing is, is you need to understand what you're in control of as well. What actually can you make an impact on and what is just going to happen anyway? And if things are just going to happen anyway, take your foot off the brake because they're just going to happen and move on to something that you can actually physically control. You haven't gone into detail about what those tasks are or anything like that. So I'm kind of like just guessing at some of these things. But the first thing is, is you look at it and you go, okay, does this task move me towards achieving my ultimate outcomes? If it is not, you've got to then look at it and going, okay, why do I feel that I need to do it? If you have identified why you need to do it, ask, does it need to be done today or can I actually move it on to another maybe next week or something like that? The other thing is, is we look at it and going, if you have the ability to, if you're financially um, able to within your business, who can I delegate it to? You know, can you outsource that out? Uh, not necessarily an expensive cost, but do you, can you outsource that out in order to make that happen? Can you look at it and can you create an automation on it? You know, can you look at something like Zapier or Automate or um, IFTTT? Um, can you look at those sort of platforms and go, can I actually do this to make it easier? So, for example, is if it's about email communication or if it's something to do with your um, getting newsletters out or something like that, is there anything that you can do in order to automate that process to make life easier 
or to take some of that and delegate that to other people to, to sort of to chunk it down that gives you a smaller amount of things to do. Perhaps you're not scheduling the things right. Perhaps you're not managing things. You're not giving yourself enough time because you haven't segmented or blocked out time in your week, month, or quarter to actually get these tasks done. So could it be that what you need to do is, um, let's say, for example, it's a podcast. And one of the challenges that I certainly have gone through with a podcast is, is I thought that, well, I'll just record them ad hoc and I'll just do the editing the day before and I'll release them that the next day. And actually, that took a huge amount of time and a, an additional amount of pressure. So what I did was is I looked at it and went, okay, this is my outcome. I want to do this with the show. Right, fine. But actually, what would make life easier? So it was looking at it and going, right, this is what I could do. I could batch. I could get a multitude of interviews done in a, a week or a month or something like that, stick them in basically a bucket and do the editing. So literally all I need to do then is, is add an intro and I'm done. And I can, and all of the social media was all planned in another batch slot. So by looking at batching my um, activities, what I'm actually doing is keeping everything together. I'm on the same application and I'm doing the same type of work. So my cognitive load hasn't been, um, been affected and that sort of thing. I'm able to last longer doing the same sort of tasks. And that means that then I'm actually able to look and prioritize my day better to release some time. The sleep could be because obviously you're getting yourself worked up, you're getting yourself stressed. And one of those things that reduces um, or it reduces its effectiveness is stress within the sleep. So one of the things you could make sure is, is if you have a plan that you are comfortable with and you have a plan that you know what you're going to do the next day, or you know what you've got planned for the next quarter or the next um, next week. So one of the things I do with the planner, um, and this is the, the new plan I'm using, the Momentum Planner. There'll be a video coming out about that soon. Um, it's I look at my week. I've got all my, all my core tasks and my activities that I know I need to get done. They're all scheduled in. And, yes, there are going to be phone calls to make or emails to do, but I have a specific time within my day to go, okay, I'm going to respond to emails or, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to respond to um, phone calls and make some phone calls. Rather than having them batched all over the way, all over the place, I actually try to control my day in order to alleviate the pressure of just being busy. And I feel that I'm accomplishing stuff, which is that my, may then allow you to relax more in the evening and then go to sleep. And some of it's going to take courage to change whatever strategies you're currently using. And the other thing is, is what you'll find is, is that will ease your stress down if you are actually managing that more effectively, which will then in turn help your sleep and also help your mood as well. So hopefully that will, um, that will benefit you as well. Okay, so I have a little drink of water here. Do you think I like orange? Okay, so okay, so the the final question, question number three, is Emma from New Zealand. Um, oh, actually, just before we do that, how you know for you guys, the listeners, um, how do you feel about your task? Do you experience that overwhelmed feeling? Have you got strategies that you use to manage it? 
Um, you know, what sort of strategies do you use? Do you feel that it initially started because you were you were doing too much, or perhaps you just weren't structuring your day out in a way to do that? And actually, in the last Q and A session, we talked about the task management software. Um, Jace, what I would also do is just to revisit back to that question: is are you using something to map the tasks that you have, and? And if not, maybe that might be a good way to do it. And it doesn't matter whether it's a task management system, whether it's a whiteboard, you could write all your tasks up on the whiteboard and just go, okay, they're done, cross it out. You might you want to use post-it notes so you know what the tasks are, um, you know, color code them for different things. You know, if it's a specific marketing, maybe pink, or if it's um, sales calls, it could be yellow, whatever it is. Um, you could do it that way and just take them off when you know they've done it. And I think... It's, it happens quite a lot, and I know um, my eldest son Will. He's he's doing university, and he's doing a um, a degree in in his course. And I remember him getting overwhelmed with the amount of work that he had, and it was just a matter of sitting him down and going, "Okay, what is it that you've got to do? What is really important that you need to get done, and what steps need to be taken, and let's prioritize them. Try not to multitask." is one of the other things I would say, Jace, because you can bounce from different tasks to different tasks. And actually, we're not geared to multitask. We're in a generation that feels that we can with all of the technology. I mean, like I'm sitting here, I've got my phone in front of me, I've got the iPad with the questions, I've got two screens going off all the time. My brain is like trying to, to do that. And ultimately, the only thing I need to focus on, I've got a little voice in my head going, make sure you keep looking at the camera and not the screen. So there's all sorts of things. We do this all the time, but what we need to do is prioritize the information that we need to deal with. So hopefully that will help. And if not, you know, send us an email and we can go into more detail. Or if you go to justcalljeff.com, you can arrange a, a, you know, a little consultation with me. Um, you know, it doesn't cost you anything, 30 minutes, and we can see if we can introduce something for you as well. Um, so take care. So back to the question number three is Emma from New Zealand. Okay, Jeff, firstly, I love the show. Thank you very much, Emma. I'm finding that my productivity and performance within my business is being affected by my poor quality of sleep. You have mentioned on your show how you have struggled with sleep. Any suggestions to improve my sleep would be greatly appreciated. Okay, so sleep is, a, first of all, um, thank you very much, Emma. And yes, yeah, sleep is a... It's one of those interesting things is sleep is one of those vital things that we need, but certain people who think they're high performance um, people think that they just don't do sleep. They'll try and do a couple of hours here and it's like really cool. Um, actually, that's not the case. It, with the scientific research that will state that poor quality of sleep and um, really low, low amounts of sleep can actually physically affect you your health massively and also as what i always say in some of my talks is the reason why they lose they use sleep deprivation as a torture because it affects us in such a bad way so there are a couple of things and actually what i would say is is from from the um from the basis learn what i call is bookending your days so it's about how you start your day and how you end your day an ending is really important because we're going to make sure that when you go into that sort of, okay, I'm ready for bed, that you are already starting to relax and chill out. 
And there's many different um, strategies to do that. So I'm going to talk about a few as well. So the first of all is, is one of the things, um, Emma, that we need to uh, mention is, and you just said productivity and performance. Okay, so the first question is, is do you, have you identified why you are not sleeping? Is there, are you worried that you, you're not going to get, you didn't get things done today? Are you, um, you know, is there other things going on in your life? Is there, if there is, then you need to acknowledge and address them because obviously from this, I, I don't know. Um, but when we start looking at it, really simple things, your environment is one of them. So if we look at your environment, what is the going on in your environment at the minute? Sorry, I've just got a comment down there. It distracted me slightly as I talked about attention. What is the your environment like? Is it a healthy environment to go to sleep? What that basically means is, is you know, what sort of have you got a lot of blue light in your um, in your environment because that affects the serotonin in our brains that actually helps us and triggers us to go to sleep. So we need to make sure that you've got that done. So what we're going to talk about is I'm going to tell you about a specific um, client that I worked with, and we introduced a shutdown period for her at night. Now, not everyone can achieve it to this level, um, but it just shows the um, what they were prepared to do and what they did, and they found massive benefits from it. So the first thing is, is what they decided to do that after 7 o'clock at night, they would no longer look at their phone. What they were finding is initially is, is they were looking at their phone, looking through Facebook, all of that sort of stuff, um, up, right up to the moment that they were deciding that it's time to go to bed. So for them, it was really important to go, okay, I'm not going to look at my phone from um, s- uh, 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock at, at, um, at night. I think it was 6. Um and actually what she, no, seven, sorry, <laughs> bouncing, uh, it was seven. Um, and what she found was is, is that that gave her some release as well. Because, and the reason why this is, if you own a business or regardless whether you own a business or you just, you, you know, life in general, you have got no control what type of messages or what type of things you're going to see just before you go to bed. It could be a text message from a relative um, that is, if it's really important, they will call um, on a house phone or something like that. But, um, and what I would say is the important people in your life have them set at a different ringtone. So at least you know that if someone who's relative or really important to you rings up, you're going to know who it is. That's one of the first things. But it could be, you know, if you're on your own business and you've done something on social media and you get a, a, a nasty comment by some some person that has nothing better to do that, but take the mick out of you or something like that, um, that's going to get you wound up. So that's going to increase your stress levels. It's not going to allow you to go to sleep at night because you'll go through the argument in your head over and over and over again. And you need to push that and you need to push it aside. So you need to stop those sort of channels. The other thing is, is if you're, um, ex- you know, if you've got high political views or environmental views and you see a video of animals struggling with plastic or, you know, something about Brexit or something like that, and it gets you really riled up, that's not going to help you go to sleep either. So by removing that um, information channel, you can put it away. The next thing what they stopped doing is, is they stopped drinking um coffee, tea, or caffeine um, 
after seven o'clock. They went to um, something like hot chocolate or they went to, um, I think it's called sleep tea. So it's got different things. Um, I've tried it when they told me about it. Doesn't taste the best, but it for them, it worked. So that's what they did. So all of a sudden, this is what you can see is, is they're starting to shut down and to remove things that are affecting them. They then at nine o'clock, they could at um, they decided to that they wanted to go to bed between half past nine and ten o'clock. What they then decided to do at nine o'clock, they would switch off the TV and they would read a Kindle, which doesn't have um, blue light, it doesn't have any light at all. So you would have to check what light, uh, backlighted Kindle and stuff has, or they just pick up a book and you read a book, very old fashioned, but you could do it that way. And, and they read to um to help them sort of calm down so what they did is is that they're, they're disengaging a certain part of the brain they're reading something that is easy to read that just starts teaching them to go okay we're going to relax so that's another part that they did then when they got into their bedroom they set their environment to aid their relaxation so what do i mean by that now there's different things depending on how you sleep. So some um, people like a heavier quilt because it feels like it's almost like you're being hugged. It feels like nice and cozy, great for the winter, not so good for the summer, but that's what they like. So that's what they have. The pillow is a, a choice. You know, have you got a good pillow? Is it one of these um, is it a pillow that you've had since you were 13 years old and it could it could tell you your whole life story? Perhaps you need to get a new pillow. Perhaps your mattress is old and needs turning over. You've got to check your environment to make sure that those things are actually helping you go to sleep. Another important one, or at least the one that I really found useful when I, um, when I wasn't well, was essences, so smells. So smells go to the brain and trigger off the emotions um, really, really quickly. One of my favorites was lemon. So um Lemon reminded me of a specific sweet that my granddad used to make. And it just used to take me back to when there was no real pressure. I was just a kid and I could just relax. So I would always put a little bit of lemon on a T-shirt or on my pillow to help me go to sleep. I also like Olbus oil. Um, that did. Now, this um, client, she bought um, sleep spray. It had lavender and all the sort of essence and the oils that allowed or... Um, who that trigger off relaxation and one of the things that i get them to do is to think about a relaxing memory what is something in your life that you have um experience that just relaxes you it could be a time out with friends it could be a you know sitting on the beach it could be you know um on a on a on a kayak going through the ground it doesn't matter what it is but think about what are the memories that helps you relax. Now, rule of memories and building up that memory has to be what I call clean. So um, steady. Um, so what clean means is clean means it is not attached to anything that's negative. So, for example, I had a client once who we were doing this and she was walking her dog through um, through a field near a house and she actually loved it and doing that in the summer. And then she burst into tears. And that was because the dog had recently passed away. So the emotion of the dog passing away was actually more powerful than the, the relaxing um, memory of that. So you make sure it's clean. Make sure it's going to give you the positive impact, not a negative impact. So 
um this uh, this client specifically one of her things was um being relaxed um on lying on the bed with the sun coming through um i think it was a patio window so it was like really warm on herself um and she was just lying on her bed with her partner and and watching television just before they went out for a meal or something so what she did to she she practiced over and over and over again about closing her eyes and just getting herself into that state because you will notice when you go relaxed as soon as you tap into that memory you'll feel your whole body chill out and relax so that's a really important part of doing that the other thing is is you can use smells to help trigger that memory so for example um she used to put sun cream on her hands before she went to bed because obviously sun cream reminds of the holidays holiday reminded of this memory and then she did it now she just found that work straight away. Um, I have also had um, people who have gone and they have a mantra before they get into bed. They just go, I'm going to have a lovely, relaxed, peaceful and refreshing sleep. So what they're doing is, is they're starting to create an affirmation of positivity when they go to bed rather than possibly fear that may happen when you've experienced several nights of not sleeping and worrying about not going to sleep. So what they're doing is they're reaffirming, they're getting their head into a positive aspect rather than thinking of the negative outcomes of not sleeping. So there's some really important ones. The most effective one that she found, the best one of all, was she moved her clock away from her bed. She set the alarm of when she needed to get up, but what she did was is she moved it completely out of sight. Now what this benefited her in is she wasn't clock watching. She wasn't sitting there going, oh my God, it's one o'clock, it's 2.30, it's 3.15, I haven't been asleep. Because if you don't know the time, you don't, you know, it's, it's not tricking on your mind, playing that anxiety game, going, you're still not asleep, you're still not asleep. You can just kind of like roll over and go, okay, I'm just going to go back to sleep. Because you know that you've got your alarm set. You know when you need to get up, and that's what you do. So for... For that bit, and what she's then found is, is she's got more sleep, she's become more confident, and she's she's massively reduced the anxiety of going to bed and those sort of things, and she's able to have um, to reach that thing that she wanted to achieve. Now, using some of those strategies that we've talked about, um, what you may find is Emma that they will help you to deal with that. You also may want to listen to something, you know, stick some headphones, white noise, waves crashing. In New Zealand, I'm sure, you know, you've got some lovely sound effects um, out there. You know, if you don't want to go and buy one, just record them. Get a microphone and stick them out in the wildlife and record them. But using white noise, because what that will do is it doesn't give you anything to focus on. It just keeps going through and it quietens down the mind because the brain hasn't got anything to attach to. Um, I know people that have had fans in the room. They just put their fan on. They have that breeze going across them. It cools them down. They like that feeling, and that helps them relax. So there's loads of different things. The first thing what I would do is, is I know that I've described a lot, but hopefully that will give you different strategies to try, is pick three things to try. So one thing which is very, really, really simple, and it might be I'm not going to look at my phone. For some of you, that might not be simple, but for, for, might, don't look at the phone or I'm going to um, get some, um, I'm going to change my pillow or I'm going to um, do something with my environment. The next might be, 
okay, I'm going to get some one of the essential oils. I'm going to try that. And another one might be, I'm going to stop watching TV half an hour before I go to bed um, to do that. Or it might be, I'm going to go and have a nice hot bath before I go to bed or a milky drink or something like that. And just start recording. Use something like a journal or a notebook and just go, okay, this is what I've done today. This improved it. Or this is what I did today. I didn't really like that. I'm not going to do that again. But you have to give it time. You have to give it time to do that evolving, to do that learning. Because if you rush it and just go, no, it's horrible, it's all going to feel alien to you if you've never done it before. So if you guys have any challenges going to sleep or um, you have specific strategies that have been really useful, why not share it in the comments below? Or um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, jump over to the website, which is Jeff Nicholson dot uk forward stroke 108 and make some comments there as well and would it be lovely to hear from you as well so thank you very much for joining me today don't forget if you're wanting to get involved in the conversation to jump over to the um the facebook group which is the link below and we can um engage in more conversation about sleep the challenges of sleep how you find it um as well another thing is is um there are some people that would say have some wine or some whiskey. Some people may find that really useful, but ultimately you've got to think about what that may do. Make sure you're drinking water is what I would say and hydrating as well. So I just want to take this opportunity to wish you the greatest success. Have an amazing week. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Success IQ podcast. Take care. So firstly, just let me say a massive thank you to all of you who've taken the time to listen to the show. And for those of you who are sending me emails to give me feedback about the show, what you like, what you'd like to see, I am extremely grateful to you all. I would be really grateful as well if you have time and the inclination to jump over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the show as it really does help me stay on my mission, which is to help people create and live an exceptional life. Finally, you can get hold of these podcast show on many different platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, all of those ones that you probably listen to regularly. Um, all you need to do is hit subscribe and get them straight to your phone, which makes life so much easier. So just finally wishing you an amazing week. Take care and don't forget to keep pursuing the exceptional.